0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown, coming to you on AMI TV. We are checking in with one of our community reporters, and this time it is Amy Amanti who is joining us from Vancouver, British Columbia. Hey, Amy, how's it going?
1: Hey, good morning, Alex. It goes.
0: It goes. That's the thing. You know, it's Wednesday. It's a hump day. We get through today. It's all smooth sailing from here, right?
1: I agree. Yes.
0: <laughs> so you have a few different topics that you wanted to bring forward and chat with us about. The first one is VocalEye is hosting an accessible performance of The Sound of Music. So what can you tell me about this show?
1: Yeah, The Sound of Music. The hills are alive, right, with The Sound of Music. Um, Everybody, I think, knows The Sound of Music. It's been around for decades, uh, and it's going to be happening live on stage at the Arts Club Stanley Theatre. Uh, here in Vancouver. And so VocalEye has a partnership with the Arts Club, and we describe, uh, we, I say we because I also work with VocalEye. Uh, so uh, they they describe the show so that our audience members who are blind and partially sighted can enjoy uh, knowing what the costumes are and what the action is between the dialogues, all that fun stuff. So uh, this is happening in early December. In fact, if you're living in the local Metro Vancouver area, I will just say there's a lot of great shows happening over the holiday season in person with descriptions, So that's one thing. Uh, but The Sound of Music is going to happen on December the 4th at 2 p.m. and December the 9th at 8 p.m.
0: In terms of theater and, and, and plays and musicals, where does The Sound of Music rank for you? I, I feel it's probably going to be pretty high. I I can envision this being one of your favorites. Am I right?
1: It's a musical, I think for me. um it's it is um it's nostalgic. That's the thing, right? Uh, I first watched the movie, probably as most people did, and uh, you know, every once in a while, I walk around my house singing a few of my favorite things, right? So, um yeah, i'm I'm really looking forward to being able to be with community and to uh, spend some time uh, listening to the Sound of music. I actually, myself personally get to see it twice this year because one of the um one of the nights is going to be a relaxed performance uh no audio description but meant for folks who are neurodiverse maybe have cognitive disabilities um parents with small children so you can like run around the theater and you can knit while you're doing it and the lights are up and it's like a totally relaxed chill environment so that we are making theater accessible for all folks um to be able to enjoy it
0: yeah you know i've had a chance to go to a couple relaxed performances for different theater and, and, and film and it, it's such a nice experience to be able to do that mm-hmm. because it's you you realize it's just how these little changes can really help those who who need it or or who feel more comfortable in those types of spaces
1: yeah and who haven't typically been able to um i don't know i guess i've been a kind of excluded from mainstream theater and what's great about the relaxed performance of the sound of music is that it's a big mainstream show and often we see relaxed performances as like new canadian premieres which are great but like people don't really know the titles of these shows and it's harder to get an audience to a show that's unknown than it is for a big musical so we'll we'll see i'm excited about it
0: now rumor has is that there is a chance for people to win tickets to uh to this performance can you tell me a bit more what the details around that
1: Yeah, so um, uh, I I also work at the Arts Club, who is the production company for the theatre company for this show. And uh, with my privilege of being an employee of theirs, I get a certain number of complimentary tickets to each show. And so I use those tickets uh, for a ticket lottery so that folks who are blind and partially sighted who may have barriers to ticket purchasing um, can email me. And you can do that amy, A-M-Y, at Vocal I. V O C A L E Y E dot C A. The ticket draw is going to be tomorrow so that people get their tickets on a timely manner for either the December 4th or December 9th show. So just email me. Let me know if you're interested in tickets and that you're an audio description user and you can potentially win two tickets to the show.
0: Awesome. That sounds great for anyone who's in Vancouver. It's certainly. Worth putting the name. In. And then, of course, we're going to have all this information on our blog, AMI you bet. slash now. So folks at home, they can go check it out. They can find out where your email address is, where all the other details are. Uh, our next topic, you wanted to highlight the Pacific National Exhibition, which is hosting the annual Winter Fair. So what is on deck for this year?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A winter fair? Who doesn't love a winter fair, right? And I think this is interesting that they're calling this a winter fair. This is not a Christmas fair. It's a winter fair. So, you know, the difference being it's non-secular. So folks who aren't celebrating Christmas um, because they don't have a Christian background or just aren't interested, um, this is a a space for everybody. So the Pacific National Exhibition is doing this winter fair between December the 14th and the 23rd. So it's a 10-day event. Uh, and it's open from 4:30 p.m. to 10:30 p.m., and you you can expect um, nightly concerts, skating, food, um, shopping, and uh, like tours through the winter lights in the dark, the dark twinkly lights. So, and if folks are curious, um, some of the the performers at the concerts are going to include David Foster and Catherine McPhee, um, Tom Cochran. Dallas Smith, Jan Arden, Holly Cole. I mean, there's a whole bunch of folks. Um, Dion Warwick, right? So there's a lot of really great names that are going to come in and, and do some concert stuff.
0: Yeah, some phenomenal talent, both international and Canadian. So uh, folks in the area certainly need to check it out. Now, for you personally, what's your favourite part about the Winter Fair? Is it a concert? Is it the twinkly, twinkly Lights? Is it some of the other activities?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for me... Because with my partial sight, I get real—I guess I could say—I get real maximum uh, visual experience out of the twinkly lights. Because it's dark outside or inside. Because often these are going to be uh, set up in in some of the buildings at the PNA. So the contrast between the darkness and the light—that uh, sounds like a total metaphor, but I don't mean it that way. But that the contrast of that uh, means that I get to to use my small partial and get the most. Uh, um I guess the most experience out of of what my sight uh, allows me to interpret um so that's really one of my favorite things is to check out the lights well and for
0: me too like i I have very poor night vision due to 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 my vision loss, but there's just something kind of magical of of seeing the bright lights in a very dark night because it just, as you mentioned, it's just that contrast. They pop more. They stand mm-hmm. out. And especially if there's maybe a bit of snow on the ground. I know it's probably unlikely over in Vancouver, but, <laughs> you know, you get some snow on the ground. It's a bit chilly. You feel your mm-hmm. breath in the air. It's just going to add to that winter vibe that everyone's searching for. And
1: maybe you're walking around with like a, a mold wine or a mm-hmm. hot chocolate or something to enjoy that. In fact, Alex, just in my local area about a block from where I live, there's a little place called Edgemont Village. And it's little shops and restaurants and whatever and they decorate the street poles the, the lamps the street poles with uh with lights so they kind of are, are rounded like candy cane lights and they're all in that sort of bright icy led neutral color and i want those around all year, like in the trees on because the, they're so great to navigate at night if you have partial sight really like so much easier to, to figure out where you are
0: See that's the thing. It, it's it's always great and it's very like charming and it, it really sets a mood. But it's like, yeah, can we just have more lights just in and around in daily life? I, I, people wouldn't say no. I don't think.
1: I don't think so either.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the one thing is the LED lights, the blue ones, were always the ones that just threw me off because it just it, it struggled with my. My eyesight to see him. Now, uh, you had another topic you wanted to talk about as well. Before I go into a, a tangent about uh, uh, blue LED lights, and that is the Neil Squire Working Together Program. So, what can you tell me about the program?
1: Yeah, uh, Neil Squire is a local organization here in Vancouver and in the surrounding areas of Vancouver that uh, supports a lot of folks with disabilities in various things. So, you can apply to them for some technology, uh, for some training of technology, and of course, this is a program around. Um, uh, work and return to work or, and, or uh, if you want to do some volunteer stuff. Um, So they'll bring you in, they'll do some training with you. Uh, You'll get paired with a career coach. Um, And so the idea really is to um, assist folks who have had barriers to employment, which I think is, is really lovely to be able to have a resource to do that. Uh, It's not so easy to find a job these days, Um, And I say that lovingly because there are help wanted signs everywhere. But most of those and most of those jobs are probably not accessible for our community members because I'm seeing a lot of them in like the service industry. Right. It was decimated because of covid. And so every restaurant seems to be hiring. But I can't imagine, you know, uh, being blind or partially sighted and and being a server and that being like comfortable or equitable. So uh, it's great to have the Neil Squire Society offering training programs and connections to work.
0: Absolutely, and uh, just to echo what our our host Dave Brown always likes to say, meaningful employment, and that's always
1: meaningful employment. It's
0: always something very key. And I, I know from, based on uh, my experience, just seeing some of what the Neil Squire Society has done, and that's what they're they're working towards. Is such an uh, a remarkable organization across this country. So it's it's great to see that they're doing more programs out in that area. Mm -hmm. uh amy thank you so much for for chatting with me bringing these topics together it's always fun to to catch up with you out in vancouver uh, in vancouver despite i know it's it's an early morning for you but we always appreciate it when you come on our show
1: that's all right by this uh you know i don't know is it three four five years that i've been doing this it's uh it's no big deal to get up this early and i enjoy it very much so thanks for sharing space with me alex
0: Amy Amanti is a trooper, and she was joining us from Vancouver, British Columbia. And as I mentioned uh, during the interview, you can be sure to check out more information on all the different activities that Amy was highlighting by going to our blog, ami.ca/slash now. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV.